Don't let diaper rash come between you and your baby. Diaper rash can be one of the worst experiences your little one has to go through, and keeping their delicate skin happy and healthy shouldn't require a spatula to apply thick, goopy treatments that can be just as irritating and uncomfortable as the diaper rash. Instead, try Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician-approved skin protectant, free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide. It was developed by a mom who is also a doctor when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash. Use just a small amount of Dr. Mom Butt Balm to help soothe your baby's skin and feel good about making the right choice. Nothing comes between you and your baby, not even diaper rash. Check out Dr. Mom Butt Balm, available on Amazon or walmart.com. Well, hello there, Dr. Nicole here. I am thrilled to share something incredible with you today. Imagine having a treasure trove of informative, entertaining, and empowering video content about the journey to parenthood right at your fingertips. That's exactly what you get with Informed Pregnancy Plus. For less than 25 cents a day, you'll gain access to a vast subscription library filled with documentary films, web series, mind and body fitness programs, workshops, and courses covering fertility to parenting and everything in between. A few of my favorite titles are The Business of Being Born, Empowered Mama, Belly Dance for Birth, Ease into Sleep, The Afterbirth Plan, and The Core Connection. And here's the best part. For a limited time, you can gain full access absolutely free. Just visit informedpregnancy.tv to sign up. Get Informed Pregnancy Plus right now for your informed and empowered parenting journey, all from the comfort of your home. Visit informedpregnancy.tv. Again, that's informedpregnancy.tv. This is a really fun episode all about choosing your baby's name. Welcome to the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. I'm Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins, a board-certified OBGYN who's been in practice for nearly 15 years. I've had the privilege of helping over 1,000 babies into this world, and I'm here to help you be calm, confident, and empowered to have a beautiful pregnancy and birth. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice. Check out the full disclaimer at drnicolerankins.com forward slash disclaimer. Now let's get to it. Well, hey, 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 welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 126. Thank you for being here with me today. On today's episode of the podcast, we have Jennifer Moss. Jennifer is the founder and CEO of babynames.com. She's the author of the Baby Names Workbook and co-host of the Baby Names Podcast with her sister, Mallory. In the past 25 years, since the launch of babynames.com, Jennifer has worked with thousands of parents to find their perfect name. She's been featured on CNN, the Today Show, The List, and in hundreds of top media outlets as a go-to expert on names and naming. 
Babynames.com is the number one name site with over 2 million visitors a month. We have a fun conversation about current trends in baby names, what influences trends in baby names, tips for choosing your baby's name, what to do when there's a conflict over your baby's name, and I share how we came up with our daughter's names. It's probably not what you would expect. This is a great and fun conversation, and I know you will enjoy it. Now, before we get into the episode, a listener shout out. This is from Ellie P. She left me this review in uh, Apple Podcast, and the title of the review says, Great Podcast for Expecting Parents. And the review says, I can't recall how I found this podcast, but I'm so glad I did. I'm a first time mom and listening to the topics Dr. Rankins covers in her soothing voice is helping me feel more prepared for so many aspects of pregnancy. Thanks for making this show. Well, you are so welcome, LEP, and I hope I'm saying that correctly. I so appreciate you taking the time to leave me that lovely review. Now, she mentioned that she is a first-time mom, and I also have first-time moms in mind when I created the birth preparation course. The birth preparation course is my signature online childbirth class that gets you calm, confident, and empowered to have a beautiful birth, teaches you how to have a calm and peaceful mind, how to understand your body, labor, and birth, as well as the postpartum period. And it also teaches you how to confidently advocate for yourself and things that you want for your birth. That's really important when you're giving birth in a system in our U.S. healthcare system that isn't always designed to support you. The value in this course is unmatched. You can check out all the details at drnicolerankins.com forward slash enroll. I've had over a thousand mamas join the course. I've had the privilege of serving them there and I would love to serve you too. So check it out again at drnicolerankins.com forward slash enroll. All right, let's get into the episode with Jennifer Moss from babynames.com. All right. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for agreeing to come onto the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. We are talking about baby names. It's something that people always love to talk about. So I'm super excited. I'm excited too. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So why don't you start off by telling us a bit about yourself and your work and even your family, if you'd like. Sure. I grew up in the Chicago area and I actually got my degree in music. But while I was in college, this thing called the personal computer came out onto the market (laughs) and I was just so enamored. I like I glommed onto it and I learned how to program. And when I graduated, I just went right into technology. It was like a no brainer, either that or be a starving musician, right? Right. So (laughs) I went right into technology and I did a lot of software development. And when the internet came about for public use, I was like, oh, I totally want to learn this platform. And I had this uh, software program I created, which was like a digital baby book, in which I included a database of names and meanings, because I've always been fascinated with names and naming my whole life. And I just had a child, so I had just gone through the process. And so I was like, I'm just going to put this database online and and just practice. And what I found was tons of people started coming to my website. Mm -hmm. And that was before I even registered the domain babynames.com. 
So when I did that, then it, like the rest is history. And that was back in 1996. So we've wow. been online now for 25 years. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I just love how you were able to like put all of these things together that you enjoy. And also being a woman in the tech space was maybe a little bit new as well. But I think that's just a great story. Thank you. Yeah, I was one of the first, pretty much first uh, females in the internet industry who was actually in the, on the tech end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it. So um, you started babynames.com. It's been around for 25 years, you said. So let's talk about some. So obviously, you've learned a lot in that time about baby names. So, <laughs> so let's get into it. Yeah. And it, it like, it grew so much that I needed help with it. So I recruited the smartest people I knew, and that was my mom and my sisters to help me with the site. And we all became involved and it became a family business. Love it. Love it. That is so love that story. Yeah, I always love those um, things. It's like when things come together, they come together. Right. Yeah. So why don't we dive into what are some of the current trends that we see in baby names? It's so fascinating. I love, well, cause I'm a data person. Mm -hmm. So I just love diving into the data from our website and looking at the trends. Um, this year we're seeing, um, a, trend of on the girls side of nature and flower names huh. we're seeing like iris daisy magnolia huh. and dahlia those are holding steady they kind of came onto the charts in the past couple of years um but nature names are really big for girls on the boys side i see this new trend of like Brit names like Alistair and Tobias and Simon and names that had never really been on the U.S. charts. Um, so that interested me. And then there is this, what I call kind of the pandemic names. Hmm. So I believe that COVID really affected baby names and that people are trying to choose names with power and hope associated with them. Uh -huh. um, like uh queen legend royal and then god and goddess names like persephone and apollo are huh. big and then names of power like justice and gunner and hunter um so those have just popped onto the charts in the last year or so and i'm like i wonder if that's just a reaction to kind of feeling powerless in what was going on in the world. That is a really interesting observation. And probably so when you think about it, because it's, mm -hmm. you know, having a baby is a hopeful thing and you want to like infuse some of that into the, into the child's name. For sure. So what, what are some things that you've noticed over time that really influence trends and in baby names? Well, yeah, before the internet, it was mainly like family names. That was one of the biggest influencer and um, what parents really looked towards in naming their children, uh, family names, and maybe some pop culture trends. Mm -hmm. But I've seen that since like the mid 90s and, and through the 2000s, pop culture really has had a huge influence on baby naming. So that would include like celebrities, celebrity babies, beloved characters in both literature and television and movies have had a big influence. 
and you know world events like i said the pandemic or politics huh and in a way that kind of makes me sad that we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're so influenced by like celebrity culture and names but i guess it's just a reflection of our time it is and it like you know the name chloe for example was never spelled with a k it was always spelled with of a course. c and that's the um traditional greek spelling but then you know the kardashians mm -hmm came into our <laughs> zeitgeist mm -hmm. and then suddenly babies were being named chloe with a k so you can see direct correlations like that yeah, yeah i'm sure i'm sure expecting parents who are looking for great nursery decor this message is for you as you prepare for the beautiful journey ahead let home threads be your partner in creating a serene nest for your growing family at homethreads.com explore a collection designed for comfort and style during this special time from cozy nursery essentials to soothing rocking chairs home threads has everything to create the perfect home for your little one and always at the best value. If you like unique items, then you definitely need to check out Home Threads. We got a silver picture frame from Home Threads that is absolutely beautiful. It's one of those timeless classic items that will last for years to come and it fits in any space in your home. Be sure to visit homethreads.com forward slash Dr. Nicole today and receive a code for 15% off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live. All right, so what are some suggestions that you have? And we can do at least three, but maybe more if you have any, um, for how folks should approach choosing their baby's name? Well, one is don't make your child's name a joke. You know, we've seen that all before. And, um, you know, like if your last name is Ball, don't name your daughter Crystal because you don't understand what they're going to have to go through their entire lives when people laugh at them when they introduce themselves. I mean, imagine that taking a toll. Um, and, you know, the most important piece of advice I can give is just look at the name from the perspective of the child mm. because they're going to have to bear it and is it going to be a blessing or is it going to be a burden for you know are they going to have to spell it for people their entire lives or are people going to laugh at them or will people like oh that's a cool name you know and we put in we have a book called um the baby names workbook and we have a couple little tests to try out names and one of those tests is the coffee shop test mm. so go to the coffee shop with a name that you're considering and give the name to the barista ah. and see how they react to that you know do can they spell it do they laugh do they react at all and see what happens yeah i think that that's that always like uh, when i see names like that because i've seen lots of names of course it that are sort of like that jokey sort of it's like well how would you do that to the child so i agree right. that i love the perspective of like think about being the person that has to walk around 
carrying this name and what that uh-huh. what that means for them. Yeah, that's, that's a really, really good piece of advice. So what are some other things that folks should I love that coffee shop test, by the way, because you can get yeah. any type of name you want. <laughs> so, right. Exactly. Nobody like, cares. If you don't feel comfortable doing it. Then don't make your child do it. So, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what about some other suggestions for how to approach a name? Another one is to introduce yourself as if you're your child. And usually when you introduce yourself, you use the first and last name. Mm -hmm. Like the middle name really doesn't matter as much as you think it does, because rarely are they going to introduce themselves by all three names. Usually you only put your first and last name on, you know, resumes and stuff like that. So how does it sound out loud? And is it, you know, rhythmic? And does it sound good and feel good with your last name? Um, Sometimes just saying it is so different than seeing it on paper. So that's another test that, you know, just say, hi, my name is, and see how it sounds. Love it. And then another one is, and this is really fun, Uh is to Ask the opinion of a six-year-old. Oh, and we got to hear more about this. Okay. <laughs> because that's how kids are going to react to the name. <laughs> you know, see how they react. At, you know, if you have older children, um, ask them how they feel about the name. Right. And if you don't, ask your nieces or nephews or friends' kids and see how they react because that's how your kid is going to have to deal with their classmates in school. Nice, nice, nice. Love it, love it, love it. Um, what should parents do when there is a conflict about choosing the baby's name? Yeah, they, you know, there can be so many conflicts and we've dealt with thousands and thousands of parents who come to us with conflicts. But I'll tell you the most common conflict is Uh what I call the veto dynamic. And that's when one parent is responsible for coming up with names and they keep throwing them out and throwing them out, throwing them out. And the other parents like, no, 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 no. Uh And that rarely works because you can't read the other parent's mind. Right. 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 And then it just gets into some vicious circle and both of them get frustrated. So what we recommend is that you both make lists on your own. You can do it on your own and come up with names, but both participate in the process if there are two parents and then come together and make a a specific time to talk about names Hmm. and then share your ideas with each other. And so it's an equitable type of process. And, you know, your partner might come up with names that you just never thought of ever. Mm-hmm. But um, but then there's always going to be names where, you know, our automatic knows like, you know, ex-boyfriends and ex-girlfriends. <laughs> and there's no way to know that unless you communicate, that right? That is very true. So, yeah, just set aside time to talk about the names. Don't do it while you're working out or while other things are going on and make sure it's an equitable process where both parents are coming to the table with names. That makes a lot of sense. And then when should people start working on that whole naming process? (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I've heard like me, you know, people creating lists when they were children or teenagers uh-huh. just collecting favorite names. And um, it's usually more women than men who do that. Right, right. Um, they're forward thinking. And plus, we're the child bearers. But um, yeah, and I don't think it's ever too early to start collecting names. You know, I have a notes on my 
phone where I collect names and I'm not even of baby making age anymore. Right, so, right, right. but that's my business. Right. But I just love collecting names. You might see a street name that you love, or you might think of, again, a beloved character that you think, oh, that would make a cool baby name. And it can even be before you're even expecting. I know with my daughter's name, um, she's Miranda. And that was my husband's mother's maiden name, ah. you know, like Lynn Manuel uh -huh. Miranda. And um, as soon as I said, what was your mother's maiden name? And he told me Miranda, I wasn't even pregnant yet. We weren't even married yet. And I was like, okay, that's going to be our daughter's name. Oh, wow. <laughs> he looked at me and he's like, okay. yeah, okay, hon. You know, jeez, <laughs> <laughs> jumping the gun. But it turned out that was our daughter's name. I love it. Love it. Love it. So I do think people probably shouldn't wait until the last minute, though. No, no, because that can create a lot of stress. Yes. Yeah, definitely. You've got enough to worry about, you know, in the last month or so. Yeah. So don't wait till the last minute yeah. for sure. Yeah, or at least have some options. I definitely see people come and they have like maybe two or three options and then they want to see the child first before they pick the name, which I can kind of see. But like, mm -hmm. don't don't have like 12 options just narrow it down to like two or three right. and then you can decide yeah so what are your thoughts on when to reveal baby's name to like family and friends um either like during pregnancy versus waiting until the baby's here you know, I don't think there's a right answer to that. I think it all depends on, you know, your preferences, um, the parents' preferences. Some people want to get input as much as they can. Some people just don't want to reveal it because, you know, it's a lot easier to reveal a baby's name after the baby's born because less people are going to criticize it. Mm -hmm. Like obviously once the baby's here, right? Exactly. You know, all the focus is going to be on the baby itself. Um, and they're not going to say, well, that name sucks. They're more likely to say that before the baby's born. So some parents choose to wait, but some parents do want input. So it, it's a personal preference. Yeah. For both of our girls, we didn't tell them, tell anybody the names until after they were born. And that's primarily because we fell into the camp of, we don't want anybody else's opinion. <laughs> like, so we can Good, just like, yeah. wait, baby's here. And like, this is the name and you just have to accept it. What are their names? Uh, my older is Sienna. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. And my younger one is Elena. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. And interestingly, they came from, I, <laughs> this is crazy story, but my husband, Falcon, his name is Falcon. So we have, Oh, a, that's like, wonderful. <laughs> like I have the most boring name in the family. He <laughs> is a, a, um, a massive like formula one race car driver. Mm -hmm. And his favorite driver was someone named Ayrton Senna, who was from Brazil. So he's like, I really want a daughter named Sienna. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> so her first name is Sienna and her middle name is a family name. Oh, cool. And then the younger one is another driver. They were like his biggest rival, but also <laughs> like they were friends was Alain Prost. He's French and the French version of Alain is Elena. So that's how we came up with our names. Weird, weird story. Like, yes, our children. I love that story. The Formula One race car driver. So anyway. Yeah, it's very unique. <laughs> Never heard that before. Yeah, yeah, and then her name is, her middle name is also a family name. Yeah. Okay. So um, what happens if you want to change your baby's name? 
That's a great question. Um, people have written to us saying, you know, I just don't feel right about it. He doesn't seem like a Simon or something like that. Right. And I'd say, you know, if it's before a year, it's okay. Go ahead and change it. I mean, there are reasons to change a child's name. Like what if you had, you know, 10 years ago, chosen Jeffrey Epstein, for example, you know, like if somebody comes out and there's a really negative connotation to the name, you might want to think about changing it mm -hmm. or having them go by their real name. Mm -hmm. um, but then after a year, you know, I would say consult a child psychologist because, you know, the message you're sending is that they're, you know, the name is so tied to identity that you're rejecting them in some way. Huh. So, you know, I'm not a psychologist, but I'd say be careful with older children if you want to change their names and consult somebody before you do so, so you can investigate why you feel the need to change it. That's a really, really, really good advice. And then I guess I'm legally, is it complex? Does it depend on where you are? Like how legally complex is it to change your baby's name? It depends on the state. You know, we have a section on our website about changing your name, no matter how old you are. And it depends on the state. And they just pretty much want to make sure that you're not doing it for nefarious reasons, that you're not trying to evade the law or, or a warrant or something to that effect. Right. But, you know, it costs a little money, but it, it all has to do with, I think, the Secretary of State where you live here in the States. Okay. 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 Hey, so you made it this far in the episode and I'm thinking it's because you enjoy this podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I have a favor to ask. Creating and producing the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast has been one of the greatest joys of my life. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you on this journey with me. Your support and engagement means the world to me, and it's what helps keep this podcast going. But here's the thing. Producing a podcast involves time, effort, and resources from recording equipment to an editor, hosting fees, coordinating guests, countless hours spent researching and crafting content. It all adds up. And that's where I could use your support. I've never wanted to turn all about pregnancy and birth into a paywall. I want it to remain accessible to everyone. That's why I've set up a way for you to support the show financially if you're able and willing. If this podcast has helped you during your pregnancy, your birth, or your life, I'm asking you to consider contributing to the show. Your support will help cover production and team costs and ensure that I can continue delivering the episodes you love. So in the month of March, head to drnicolerankins.com forward slash support and contribute whatever you can. Your support, no matter how big or small, makes a significant impact. It helps us continue delivering high quality content and ensures the future of all about pregnancy and birth. Again, that's drnicolerankins.com forward slash support. Thank you so much for being part of the All About Pregnancy and Birth community. Now back to the show. So let's talk about some baby names that you've come across. I don't know if I sent this to you in the questions, but let's start with what are your three favorite baby names? Do you have three favorites or some favorites that you Ooh. like? <laughs> I don't know. You know, because I don't really collect them for myself sure, anymore. Sure, of course, sure. I love my daughter's name, Miranda. Of course. Um, and I also like a very similar name that's a French kind of version of it, Marie, M-I-R-E-I-L-L-E. -L -L -E. Mm. 
And um, for boys, I tend to like longer traditional names for boys, like Jonathan uh-huh. or Alexander. Uh-huh. Christopher, I like, maybe. Yeah, no, not so much. Okay, I'm not okay, Christian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't really want to do that. Um, but I would say, you know, like, um, like kind of classic names like Errol, E-R-R-O-L, things like that. Um, So that's my naming style, but I wouldn't put that on anyone who asks us to come up with names for that. That's really hard anyway. Yeah. Wait, do people ask you to come up with names? Oh, yeah. And um, that's really hard because it's so personal. You know, it's like asking somebody some stranger to pick out an outfit for you, yeah, you know, yeah. but that outfit you're going to have to wear the rest of your life. Right, right. So, it, you know, it's really hard to come up with names for other people. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So what are then some of the most unusual baby names that you've come across? Well, of course, unusual is Relative, subjective, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, uh, what might seem unusual to us might be a common name in another country or uh-huh, culture. Uh-huh. Um, but I, you know, there's one that just really kind of stays in my memory, and there's a a child in New Zealand who was actually uh, taken custody by a judge because the parents named her Tallulah does the hula from Hawaii. Like that was her name, her first name. And a judge deemed that to be abuse or, you know, not acceptable. So he took custody of the child. Well, like within a couple hours, obviously, until the parents came up with a new name for this girl. But things like that, that sounds like a joke to me. Um, So anything like that is just bizarre. Um, I also think it's kind of silly to name a child after a well-known brand, you know, like Facebook was a name of a child. Um, but even something like Bentley or Ruger, like why attach that particular brand to your child? Right, right. And not let them choose whether they like it or not. Right. Um, I mean, you know, I'm sure there were beer lovers that named their children Corona. And, you know, well, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> Talking uh, about name changes. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, why would you name your child Facebook? Like, I, it's always perplexing. Uh, yeah. To so, to me, that's unusual and ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, as we wrap up, then, what would you say is one of the most frustrating parts of what you do in your work? Well, I think we touched on it, and that's when parents think that I can come up with the perfect name for their baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think only the parents can do that because it's all about you. It's about your experiences. It should be about the people you admire and who have influenced your life or the literature. I mean, it's just so personal. And um, I also teach a writing class. And one thing I say about naming a character is... You have to consider the character's parents. Where are they? Where did they grow up? Um, what kind of personality do they have? Are they conservative? Are they wild? Are they hippies? Mm. You know, because all that goes into naming a baby. What's the culture? Um, so 
So there's so much that goes into it, even just like minutia, that I don't think another person, especially a stranger, can do that for you. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then on the flip side, what's the most rewarding part? I can guess, but what's the most, <laughs> what's the most rewarding part? Well, because our site's been around for 25 years, you know, sometimes I forget that it's a household name. So when I meet someone and they've heard of our site or used it, and that is just so fun for me. They're like, oh, yeah, I know that. I've been to that. That helped me name my baby. <laughs> and that is extremely rewarding. And because it's been around for 25 years, the babies who were born then are now having babies. Oh, so wow. we're now into our second generation. And to me, that's just so cool. That is so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I guess it, that it was rewarding when people are like, I used your site and I found my, my baby's name and things like that. So yeah, yeah, love it, love it, love it. So what is your favorite piece of advice that you would give to expectant families? I'd say start early so you don't have to stress about it. But the name is one of the most important things that you're going to be bestowing upon your child. More important than the crib or the layette or how you decorate the nursery. And remember, you're not just naming a baby, you're also naming an adult. That is true. That is very, very, very true. <laughs> All right. So where can people find you? Well, you can always come to our website, mm -hmm. babynames.com. And my sister and I have a podcast. We're currently in our fourth season and it's called the baby names podcast and you don't have to be expecting to enjoy it. It's all about names and we go into one name subject every episode and we report on celebrity baby name news, and then take questions from our listeners. Oh, so cool. So cool. So cool. All right. And you said the website is babynames.com, of course. Right. Okay. And I'm sure that the podcasts and all the other links and things are there as well. Right. On all the major players. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was a fun episode. I know folks are going to find it very useful. Well, thanks, Nicole. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. All right. Wasn't that a fun conversation? I really enjoyed talking about choosing your baby's name. Now, after every episode, when I have a guest on, you know, I do something called Nicole's Notes, where I talk about my top three or four takeaways from the conversation. And here are my Nicole's Notes with Jennifer. Number one, I want to say a quick note about cultural names. So there is a difference between names that are jokey and names that are culturally different than what may quote unquote be typically seen in the US. Don't be afraid to name your child something that's culturally meaningful to you, okay? People can and should learn how to pronounce it. So don't shy away from names that are meaningful to you just because they may be different than like Smith or Williams or you know more common quote unquote American names. Number 2, if you encounter someone and their name or their first or last name is quote unquote difficult or challenging to pronounce because it's something you're not familiar with and you say something like, you know what, do you have a nickname or something that I can use or I, I can just never pronounce that. Those types of things are rude and disrespectful. You can ask how to pronounce someone's name. You can make an effort to pronounce it. It's not that hard. 
And if you butcher it, then you can just apologize, try again and ask again how to make it work. Don't be dismissive of other people's names just because it's something that is challenging for you to pronounce. And then the final thing I want to say about names is when you're choosing your baby's name, have fun. This isn't something that should be stressful. This is one of the most like enjoyable parts of your pregnancy and, and welcoming a new baby. So have fun with the process. It definitely should not be stressful. All right. So there you have it. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in Apple podcast, wherever you're listening to me right now, Spotify, Google play, or whatever myriad of podcast players there are out there right now. And I always love it when you leave a review in Apple podcast in particular, it helps other women to find the show, helps the show to grow. And I do shout outs from those reviews from time to time. Also, don't forget to check out all the details of the birth preparation course at drnicolerankins.com forward slash enroll. Childbirth education is so, so important. I highly encourage, even if for some reason you don't choose the birth preparation course, but I don't know why you you wouldn't choose the birth preparation course, (laughs) but if for some reason you don't, then choose something for childbirth education because it is so important and it's not something that you can skip. So that's it for this episode. Do come on back next week. And until then, I wish you a beautiful pregnancy and birth. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. Head to my website, drnicolerankins.com to get even more great information, including free downloadable resources on how to manage pain and labor and warning signs to look out for after birth. You'll also find information on my free online class on how to make a birth plan that works, as well as everything you need to know about my signature online childbirth education class, the birth preparation course. Again, that's drnicolerankins.com and I will see you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.